The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Might Be Brews, Season 2, Episode 6, the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. My name is John. With me as always, now diagonal from me, Mr. Steve. How you doing? Slightly askew and to the right. (laughs) And the man behind the board, my brother Taylor. How you doing, man? What's up, man? And if you can't tell, we are doing... uh, This is a very special podcast for us. It's a first. We are recording... On location in beautiful Exton, Pennsylvania. I don't know if today can be described as beautiful, though. It's been ridiculous. It's been rugged. Rugged. On our time-space continuum, it's Thursday, and it's just been pouring in Chester County like crazy. Uh, Almost flooded the place. But uh, we are coming to you from Stolen Sun Craft Brewing and Roasting Company here in Exton, Pennsylvania. And our guest today is owner and magic man, Jonathan Zangwill. How you doing, John? Great. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Thank you All so right. much for, uh, for for doing this with yeah. us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It was like minute to minute as we yeah. passed through. It's been crazy, man. All, the, all this rain. They told me when I got here, the bartenders, that the water was up to the curb, like just an inch, if that, from coming right into the, right into the pub. Yeah, we're right in the middle of a floodplain here, so when the rain is like it was today yeah it pretty much rises super fast and we have category one million rapids that pass back <laughs> the uh um back on the back side of the brewery yep, and, yep. and we have dumpsters that are falling into the the river on the front side of the brewery yeah. and <laughs> oh it's, it's crazy a, it's a mess i came here expecting to throw some sandbags i was ready to go for you yeah. guys we I, were gonna, I appreciate that <laughs> we were going to set it up <laughs> we were for sure and this is a fantastic- if that starts happening just use like gas and a flame <laughs> and just walk away <laughs> <Get it out. laughs> no that's hilarious but I love this space. This is a fantastic building. It's really cool in here. Uh, if like anybody's ever been here, uh, if you haven't been here, um, off Route 100, across from Target, kind of behind Audio Sensations and, yep. the, and the UFC gym, um, it's hidden. a really nice space. There's a huge, it is a little hidden, but um, there's a nice big area downstairs in the tap air, tap room area. Um, there's a nice upstairs area. And what I loved is I came here the other night with my with my family You've got a little section hidden up here for the kids, Yep. which is fantastic. There's all these. My kids were in heaven. I know sometimes people are funny about kids and breweries and stuff like that, but you know there is a nice little corner section up here that you can help keep your kids occupied, and, and, and it, it seems like a very family-oriented place. It is. We're a family. Kids need a place for their parents to drink beer, so yeah. hopefully we're filling that void. Yeah, it's very, very cool. I like the, uh, the upstairs atmosphere up here now it overlooks the downstairs bar the whole setup and layout of this place is very very cool thank you i like it a lot it looks really really nice in here you know when i first walked into the space i think exactly what you see here is the only way that i saw it could work yeah yeah it works it's it's absolutely wonderful The, the the way that it overlooks everything is just really really neat up here really really cool space really cool space and you're right it's totally hidden what's up dude I was going to ask, what was this space when you bought it? What was here before? This used to be the backside of the gym, and the gym that's there, the UFC gym, they can only take up so much space. So this space was vacant for a long time, and I was looking for a location for years, 
and I finally gave up looking and said, get me into any between townships and zoning and, oh, yeah. and spending all kinds of money on lawyers. I said, get me into space making, creating, doing what I love to do. And we ended up here, which is the closest place to our house we looked at. We live literally three minutes from here. That's great. And, uh, you know, it was a cool space. I envisioned exactly what you see here. It's tiny, but as an engineer, I looked at it and basically every square inch of this place has a purpose. So we waste nothing in here. Like literally, you can, if you look in the brewery, like the tanks are basically designed to fit exactly where they fit in the space that they're in. Um, we've designed a nice little setup here, uh, and we do what we can with what we got. Work, working in a factory and, and knowing moving some of that equipment, I, I can only imagine the nervousness as you were standing some of those tanks up. It was seeing how they fit in there. That you were right. Fun. They are. Yeah, it's tight. Everything's <laughs> it's tight. tight in there, but it's like so well put together and organized. You can just see, and I love the fact that like we're overlooking the whole process yep. here, which is really neat too. Yeah. yeah, and the window was probably happened late in the game that we actually put a window here, and it's it's awesome. Oh, it it's makes, great! Yeah, oh, it's great. It's, it's like fantastic. as soon as we got up here, I was like, "That's really really nice." Yeah. And I like how you have the lights too that are constantly changing colors too. It's neat. Yeah, it is neat. It's really cool. And the whole, you know, what we wanted to create in the brewery was to have a really open space for people to actually come in and enjoy. So if you if you've ever been here, you walk through the brewery to go outside, but. There's also a lean-to in the brewery that if you want to grab a beer and hang out while, you know, we're brewing, have at it. That's I mean, awesome. It's, it's, it's completely wide open to, you know, our customers to come wow. in and hang out with us. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, John, I'd like to get to know you a little better and uh, get to know your background. Uh, what, what did you do before you were brewing beer? Uh, I was doing quite a lot. Okay. <laughs> I, I spent about 12 years... Uh, First, I'm a graduate of the University of Florida. Go Gators. Nice. Uh, after I graduated, I went into the brewing world, and uh, I'm, I'm a food engineer. So what years are the, like, what year is this happening? That would have been 94. Not to age you, but... It is. 90, it's, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm up there. So you were brewing, you were working for breweries back in, like, the 90s? Yeah, I actually designed my major in, um, in college as a food engineer. And to kind of do brewing studies back when brewing was really not even a thing. Wow. I mean, Sierra Nevada was maybe a couple thousand barrels of beer a year. It was wow. like almost nothing. And uh, I worked with some of the, the food science professors, and they taught me to brew from, you know, I malted my own grain. I went from through the whole process. Um, That's the, amazing. In the pilot plants at the university. And after that, I moved to Tallahassee. Then I was in Temecula, California, running a brewery. Then Pittsburgh. Uh, Reading, uh, Hawaii, uh, Jersey. You were working for a brewery in Hawaii. Yeah, I was. I was building and running breweries, kind of all over the place. Wow. Yeah. What, what, why did you come back to Exton? Well, somewhere along the way, I got married and decided uh, I kind of wanted to try something different. And as a food engineer, I was like, I'm actually going to go use my degree. <laughs> so I, nice. I kind of went on a path. Uh, for about 12 years where I was working for multinational food companies. Okay, yep. So kind of working locally here, and uh, and then I started overseeing a company that had plants across the country, and the last place I was at was uh, in Westchester to like a very large uh, coffee roasting plant that I 
kind of put together and brought coffee roasting into the plant and, wow. and kind of became their master roaster. And that's kind of where I fell in love with coffee and that's where the coffee comes in. And so, you know, basically what this place is, is a compilation of, of everything that I love to do and I'm totally passionate about. I love the science and I, I love the art. That's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> Speaking of coffee. Yeah, we've got some coffee. We've got here. some coffee here. So now for Jonathan and I guess most of our listeners, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. Uh, I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, That's right. I, I keep perfect. forgetting. The, uh, and 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 we've uh, for those of the that have listened, Taylor is not a beer guy. He wasn't a beer guy when we started yeah. this. Wasn't when, I, he when wasn't. we started. We kind of got him into one. So I, I it's great that I'm Thank on you. the other side of the, uh, the 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 tables have turned on the me tables here. have yeah. turned. So now I'm the guy well, trying to. This is going to be coffee that doesn't taste like coffee to you, which is kind of you know well, what we're bringing to the world of coffee. Please school us and tell us um, what we're doing, what what we're drinking, what goes into it, and. Uh, you know, as much as you can, kind of school us on it. So this first coffee is, uh, we, we've created a brand called Unicorn Tears, which is super rare coffees that, you, you know, maybe there's a few bags in the world. And so really? like working with like farmers and working with our importers that we work with, we really try to get like the best Arabicas that we can from around the world. And we're just a small company. So like, I have to source and and basically it's like picking needles out of haystacks and that's kind of what we do in order to get coffee here. This coffee in particular is a natural uh, Burundi coffee, uh, coffee from Burundi. So a natural coffee basically the, you know, coffee is a piece of fruit, right? It's a cherry that grows on a tree and, you know, where a lot of the flavor comes from in coffee is how that seed is actually pulled out of the, the fruit. Right. Huh. So this coffee in particular gets gets uh, laid out over the ground and naturally rots, ferments. It's a fermentation process until the flesh comes off of the, the cherry and then the cherries get uh, dried Holy and, cow. and processed and that's how we end up with coffee. Yeah, that... I had zero idea of any of this yeah. right now. Is, is that every coffee or this bean in particular? Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of different pro- processes for getting coffee, okay. right? But it's all about, you know, the how growing, it's about the terroir, it's about the farmers. It's like, all I really do is turn the beans brown. Sure. I can't make, I can make coffee better maybe a little bit by roasting it. But okay. the reality is if I get bad green coffee. Yep. I can only do so much. Sure. So yeah. it's really like this is really a, a, a relationship-based business in connecting with the farmers and connecting with the origin and getting the you know best coffee and the best relationships we can to keep maintaining the level of coffee that we want here at Stone Sun. Yeah, that's amazing. So, it seems like a lot of work goes into to choosing and and picking what you know, the, the coffee that you want to roast. It's insane. And the amount of coffee in the world is, it's the second highest trade commodity in the world. It's amazing. When, when, when I go to Origin, um, we'll go on and we'll go to different farms where we'll be looking at the, the fields, the crops, and checking out, you know, checking out the cherries and the, talking to the farmers and seeing what's happening. You will go to one farm and then we'll drive like three hours to another farm, but like, guess what's between those three hours? Coffee. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you're a literally lot, sure. like driving through coffee for hours just because it's a very relationship-based business. So my importer has relationships with certain areas and certain farmers. Right. And so it's a very I- interesting supply chain, to say the least. That's yeah. wild. That is wild. So this coffee, and, and a lot of our coffees are roasted medium light. Um, and I say most of our coffees, probably our highest selling coffee is a coffee we call Hello Darkness, which is is the darkest coffee that we roast, but we still maintain the integrity of the coffee without scorching it and burning it and so forth. Anyways, this coffee uh, roasted medium light intentionally because we're looking to keep the integrity of the fruit intact. So if you when you taste it, you're going to taste notes of strawberry, raspberry, milk chocolate, um, citrus. You're going to get a ton of fruit, a big body, you know, a nice mouthfeel. And I hope you do this. <laughs> you should. I did Cheers. notice as, as the smell, the smell, it smelled different than regular coffee to me. And because that's the first it's not thing. burnt. I didn't. It, and that's what I didn't. I didn't get that scorched kind of scent to it. Yep. So, you know, Americans are very used to drinking over roasted coffees. And we're kind of turning back the dial a little bit and really roasting properly, developing the coffee exactly how I want to develop the coffee. But really, I love fruitiness. And like I think that we bring a lot of the, the sweetness out in the coffee. Or we, we keep as much sweetness in the coffee, I should say. All right, wife. My wife is going to crap her pants. All right, wife, I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> you so, guys can talk about while I taste it here. I got to say, I mean, I I drink, um, and it sounds terrible, um, a lot of Keurig coffee. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that's painful for a guy like you to hear. <laughs> and, you know, I do, I do Starbucks and whatever. And you're right. I can tell this is not as, um, as dark of a roast. But yeah, yeah. There's so much going on here. Yeah. yeah. And, and I usually like my um, my coffee with just some half and half. Uh, but this is so flavorful and not too bitter that I could drink this just as is without anything on it. It's just that good. Yeah. We always tell people, like, give it a try before you put cream in it because there's a lot of citric acidity in a lot of the coffees that, that we present here. And it's kind of like mixing orange juice and milk together sometimes so sometimes adding the milk will actually make it not so good okay yep i can see that i i agree with everything that john just said i usually drink coffee um on the go mostly at work and it's usually creamer with a splash of coffee in it and uh, like you guys make fun of me because it looks like chocolate milk when i have it at home um, but this is something that I would just like sip on in this cup, just like this, the way that it is. I would just casually drink this at home. This is like really, really good. I, I think the cool thing about this coffee is the body. Like when you put it in mm-hmm. your mouth, it just coats your, it's yep. not, a lot of people think lighter coffees are going to be thin. Like this just engulfs your mouth when you drink it. And this is unicorn tears. That's what this, this is. This is unicorn tears. <laughs> this reminds, it's it, really it, good. It makes me think of a good beer where there's enough of a balance that it's a nice ride of flavors. You know, there's a beginning, middle, and end. And I feel like you actually get that with this coffee. I'm um I'm actually like getting super pumped right now, even though this is like a beer show. Like <laughs> I'm really excited that I'm getting schooled on good coffee and um you know, it's something that I can you know get into or or go after. You know, Jonathan, what, what are those things that you brew this coffee with down there? Because I've seen you've got like 
There's those white things that, that brew right into these carafes. It's, it's called a seraphim brewer, and it's a single cup uh, brewer. So we don't do any espresso here. Uh, we really focus on the bean itself. So my whole thing is about tasting what comes from origin. Right. And for me, the best way to do it is to do single cup. So it mm-hmm. basically, it drips over the top of the coffee. Okay. And it, it's just like natural. It just is a very natural uh, progression for that, making that coffee. That sounds what I, like what I need like to get rid of my Keurig. Just get good coffee, grind it myself, I guess, and oh. use something like that. Because I, I usually don't drink cups and cups and pots and pots. I usually just um, have my cup of coffee in the morning and that's it. And you can get a super simple single-serve um, setup that's like just that. a pour-over. It's like literally a teapot. Yeah, just and pour a, over the... It's, that's it. It's wow. the simplest form making uh, coffee. So this coffee here that yep. I just put in front of you guys, super interesting coffee. This is a washed coffee from Burundi. So in this process, the beans actually get washed and the fruit gets removed. And in doing so, it just changes the flavor it's completely of the different. coffee. Like but, completely different. But what makes this interesting, which is we age the green beans in a bourbon barrel from Brandywine Branch Distillers. Ooh. Wow. So in their in their in their cask, we put the green beans in before we roast them for about four months. We started two months, and then we had some more left that were four months, and this is the four months. So this is kind of like the devil's share of the nice. of the coffee. Yeah. Huh. It's um, crazy. I can get some of that barrel on the end there, I feel like. It, like the aftertaste lingers and you can get some of that uh, that oakiness in there. You don't get a lot of bourbon? No, I, I don't personally. I feel like I get some bourbon wow. in it. There's, I maybe I there's a little do. sweetness that like kind of tastes a little bourbon-y, but I don't know. That's really... Uh, I've never tasted coffee like that. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not like, I don't usually drink a lot of gourmet coffee. I'm not like that, that into it. Um, but like, I've never had anything like this. I, again, this is another one that I wouldn't need to put cream in. No, no. you wouldn't want to. No. Uh, is this one that you wouldn't want to for sure? I don't think you would. <laughs> I don't know. Unless you like yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. cream in your <laughs> bourbon. Yeah, you never know. There's people that like their beer, you know, yeah. uh, a glass full of ice, you know. Yeah, it's true. But I think it's the cool thing into. about this coffee is, for me at least, it's where does the coffee end and the bourbon begin? It kind of really blends yeah. nicely. I've, I've had a lot of bourbon aged coffees where it's screaming alcohol, where this I really feel like blends very nicely. Hey, it's really just, good. just like my bourbon beers, I don't want to taste all straight bourbon. Yes, I want a marriage of the two. I don't want it to. Ju- if I want. A shot of bourbon. I'll take a shot of bourbon. I have a beer afterwards, and this is. I can definitely taste bourbon, but it's not overpowering. Right. What do you think? You, you like it? I don't. I can't say that I like it. Right. You're not a coffee guy. I'm not a coffee guy. Right. It's a lot different than I expected. It's yeah. a lot more of a full spectrum of flavor than I expected. Right. I because uh, when I think of coffee, I think of that smell and I think of that one note. And this is definitely much more than one note to it. Yeah, there's a lot of one-note coffees out there, especially, like, obviously that you can buy at the grocery store. It's all either just regular-ass coffee, hazelnut coffee, yeah. or whatever, but it's all typically the same. This is totally different. Really, really good. Don't say hazelnut coffee. She hates <laughs> <laughs> My wife hates hazelnut. Yeah, no, I don't like hazelnut I don't either. like hazelnut either, but, uh, <laughs> like, what's another one? French roast. 
I don't even think I've ever had French roast. No. No. What, is there any difference in the caffeine with um, with coffee like this versus if you get you know a Grande Pikes at uh, at Starbucks? I mean, just the way well, you're doing things is there a, is there a different it, level? It, it kind of depends how much you've extracted from the beans and how much beans you have. There's a whole science to it, oh, right, but okay. basically. Espresso has more just because of the way that it's it's right. it's pressurized and, and pulled out of the bean. Okay. But if you only have, you know, it, it depends on how much coffee you have and the process you're pressing it out with. Gotcha. This is really interesting. I'm, like, super hyped to, you know. And, and what, what are the hours like for people that want to come here and get coffee? When can they come here to get, like, a fresh brewed cup of coffee from you? So our main hours that are morning hours anymore is pretty much over the weekends. We, you know, we opened up about 11 months here and kind of found that we're kind of hidden back here in this nook and getting people here in the morning to actually drink coffee was, you know, for a startup business was very difficult. So gotcha. we kind of just like looked at it and we sell a ton of coffee, but it's generally in like the whole bean form of people wanting to take coffee home. Yep. Over the weekends and a lot of lunches, and um, we have a lot of people that come in and get the seraphims, or they get our regular uh, drip coffees that we sell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the cool thing about this place is you get drinkers that come with non-drinkers, and there's coffee for them. So it's, yeah, an, it's an amazing experience either way you look at it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot, lot right. going on. It's just really neat that um, you, you can do different things like that. Like most brewers are just brewers. You've got the coffee here, and you're doing both. And uh, I just think it's really interesting that you can do so well at, at two, what I would think, are, are completely different things. They're different, but when you really think about it, like, you love good beer. Right. You love good coffee. And there's a lot of people like that out there. Like, if you like good things, you generally like good things of everything. Yep. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Or else you're drinking Budweiser and eating hot dogs all day long. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> let's, let's not bash hot dogs. <laughs> not a hot dog guy. Where that personally. came from? I'm not, a, I'm not a hot dog guy personally. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cheeseburger guy. Okay, there's room for both. So, and you know, as we grow as a business, you know, one of the areas we're looking into is actually getting into a more walkable place where people will drink coffee because I love coffee. As you can tell, I'm like super passionate. I, you know, it is for me, coffee is that one drink that's, you know, unless you don't drink coffee, it centers you in the morning. It's that one drink that you kind of drink and you put your thoughts together and you go, absolutely. I'm awake. Yep. This is what my day has before me, and that's kind of that really cool thing about coffee. Yeah, I look, absolutely. I look forward to my, my cup of coffee. Absolutely. I look forward to it. That's absolutely my wife right. in the morning. If she doesn't have her coffee in her little five-minute time to herself, it's, yeah. it's not a good morning. Yeah, well, I think most and, people And that's like the other that. thing. And most people can go a day without beer, but you go a day without coffee, and you know it. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, not a good right. experience. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely feel that pretty quick. So what time do you guys open on the weekends then? We are open at 9 a.m. Do you do breakfast? We do. Awesome. Yeah. So you have food here also. Tell me about what went into, um, I guess, what went into that. You know, it, what, what made you want to open up a kitchen and what's special about your kitchen? So I think when we looked at it, when we were opening this place, we wanted to get away from the food truck. Um, just because we felt like we wouldn't have control over what our customers were actually getting. 
and we'd have to constantly schedule food trucks and maybe they'd show up, maybe they wouldn't. It, there's a whole slew of issues that go along with food trucks. I've heard it, it's a hassle. It, it is. Yep. It's a whole other business you got to get into. That being said, having your own kitchen is a hassle. Right. It's <laughs> completely probably the worst part of this business. <laughs> sure. So, and it's the part that I find myself involved in way too much. So, I mean, it's, wow. you know, it's, it's the good side, the bad side of the business, but really we control our own food here. Um, when we got into this, what we really wanted to do was create just really good pub food. Yep. So we have a standards menu that has a, you know, it has a burger, a chicken sandwich, a cheesesteak, but everything is, is made from scratch back there. It's a super small kitchen that, you know, we don't, you know, everything is basically from scratch. And I think, I think our food's really good for what it is. Um, on top of that, we then have the chef specials that come out every two weeks that we then start to go out to the smoker that's out in front. I'm, I run the smoker, I make briskets, I make uh, pulled pork. So we're kind of making all kinds of creation with brisket and pulled pork, plus chefs doing, you know, who knows what every single week and coming up with some really cool creations. So we're, we're kind of getting the both of best worlds. Like if I go into a, a pub to drink, like I got to have wings. I got like, right. we have the basics that are really good here. Yep. We're not trying to overcomplicate, you know, too much here. The menu is very small. It's simple, but yet really good. Yeah. That's incredible. Just the, the amount of things that you're doing now, thinking about your, roasting coffee you're brewing beer you're running a kitchen you're actually doing the smoking of the meats and everything too that's just uh it's crazy it's a lot of stuff and visiting all the farmers and stuff as well for the for the coffee and and things like that too it's very crazy yeah well that's, that's awesome. actually the stuff i love to do unfortunately like i canceled a few trips this year since we just opened but i'll be back at it here shortly so how long have you been open now did you say 11 months september wow so we're coming up on a year yeah soon Hard yeah. to believe. Yeah, yeah. Seems like about five years, actually. But <laughs> what do you really? think? What do you think's changed since you've been here? Do you feel like you've uh, like fallen into a groove? You know, a good amount, or um, you know what I mean? Like, has anything changed as far as what you think, like the product you're putting out, or anything like that? Um, I don't really know. I, I mean, I I feel like I work all the time. And I feel like we're we're always getting better here. Sure. Um, I, I, you know, I I don't really know. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I mean, I'm constantly trying to improve everything that we do here. That, so like, it has nothing really to do with like you being here for a year. You're just always working on improving. It's and, and it's making a things. always thing. And I think yep. the things the the folks that work here will tell you that I'm always you know. I'm always looking to make things better, and I'm never kind of like just resting on, you know, this is good. Like, I'm constantly pushing to get to be a really great thing here. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You can tell you're putting a lot of hard work in. Just the last few days that you and I have been in communication trying to set all this stuff up, you've just been handling all these things and running around and, and doing different stuff. So you can tell that you're really passionate about it and put a lot of hard work into it. Yeah. It's, it's just easy to, easy to see. And, and it's tough. We're a new business. We've been through a lot of turnover here with, you know, employees. And it's really, as we, as we go, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like we lose two, but I gain one really good one. So I'm like, I'm, it, we're constantly like, as any new company is going to do, we're, we're constantly, you know, working on getting the right people in the right place right. to be able to create, 
you know, what I think can be a really cool thing. Right. Absolutely. Taylor, we got time to try beer? Yeah, let's try beer. Can we get one? Maybe uh, CJ just showed up. CJ, you want to help hand some beers out? Do you mind? Spiritual guidance, uh, CJ, technical advisor. I'm going to quickly see just what when these we need are, them. just so we can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, John's going to get up and check He's going to identify to see. I think they're going this way. Yeah, it looks like they're going that way, CJ. I'm, uh, I'm really interested to uh, try some of these. We've got a, just a tray of samplers, and it's just been teasing me over there. This is really exciting to be here at a brewery, like, to have them serve us beer that way. Like, usually we're, like, you know, cracking cans, and I, I, I don't have say, that I noise. Did, I was about to say, I, 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 I can't think crack anything here. Let's, uh, let's, <laughs> yeah. That was a good one, actually. There's, like, this is the first time ever on My Be Brews that we haven't had that, uh, that sound, which is fine. Because yeah. this is also the first time that we aren't in my dining room. I got to say, Steve did a pretty good job with that noise, though. Yeah, it was good. We should isolate that. Yeah, absolutely. I always say that, don't I? We <laughs> you got me. All right, so what do we got here, John? So the first one we have here is is a, a beer that I probably brewed for 20 years. It's it's called Sunny Wheat. It's a old-school honey wheat. Back in the 90s, honey wheat was actually a thing. Okay. Mm. A big thing, actually. It was probably one of the beers that I think was the first one that made me go, like, like people are, like, are starting to produce this at mass levels. I think Sam Adams had a honey wheat. Okay. A, a company called Pete's Wicked had a honey wheat that was super, oh, yeah. um, super popular at yeah, the time, right. and people were selling like high volumes of it. I remember but what the it Pete's is, one. it's like a super clean um, wheat beer. It's an American wheat style beer. We put Florida orange blossom honey. I'm from Florida originally, so it's kind of an homage to you know where my roots are. Um, so what you get is a really nice, clean beer. You definitely get the honey notes in it. We also now dry hop this. So we put mandarina bavaria and lemon drop in the, in the, in the dry hop. You're not going to really taste like a hoppy note to it, but you will get citrus notes off it, which actually yeah, I, help make this beer super drinkable. I think what that might have also done, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I taste a lot of honey without a lot of sweet, which I like. Yeah, I yeah. like that it's not a sweet honey sugar tasting beer but i get that honey flavor to it it's because we added just the perfect amount (laughs) (laughs) i really like it it's got like that to me i'm i'm saying it's like a really clean crisp like a kosh almost where it's just got that really nice you know there's not too much um you know i I don't know what to call it like the uh the malt flavor you know it's just enough where it's very clean and um very clean yeah but it's got a really nice finish on it too you do get that honey and um, and there is like a little bit of like citrus, a little lemony flavor, just something yeah. on the end mm-hmm. that, that finishes that finishes it out. It's very approachable, for sure. As Absolutely. somebody who's like not a beer guy, as as Steve said, air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The air quotes. Um, uh, it's very approachable. Shout out to co-host, co-host is, Kev. I think co-host <laughs> Kev would like this. Yeah. This is a great like porch beer, just yeah. sitting down, enjoying yep. on a hot day. Yep. It's a great crossover beer for, for folks. We do very well with this out on the market. We do, we, we're out in draft accounts now, and we do sell a lot of this where, you know, where bars are looking for, bars and restaurants are looking for that kind of crossover beer to get, you know, people who want to drink craft beer but may not want, you know, the a million IPA IBU. Or, yeah, exactly, right. 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 Dude, I like it. I like this a lot. Is this a beer that when somebody comes in and says, I drink Coors Light or Blue Moon, what do you got for me? Is this 
Well, if they were saying Blue Moon, if they were saying Coors Light, we'd probably give them the Kolsch. Yep. Which is, you know, another super clean, um, you know, drinkable. You know, love the beer. We use Saphir, a hop called Saphir in it. And that one's dry hopped also. We dry hop pretty much everything here. But it, you know, people sometimes get scared when you say dry hop if Mm -hmm. they're not hop heads. But we're adding such small amounts, enough to get a characteristic that we want in the beer, but not enough to be like, holy cow, it's a crazy hoppy beer. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. This is really smooth. Very clean. I like the mouthfeel. I like everything about this beer. I noticed there's not a lot of lagers or pilsners on the menu there. We don't do them. Why is that? Uh, I'm just an ale guy. I, your, I have no patience style. for lagers. And, <laughs> although I love them when they're brewed right, you know, for me, it's never been something that I've really been into. I'm a, you know, I'm a West Coast IPA guy. That's what I love to drink. Sure. So for me to spend four weeks, I just don't have a lot of patience. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like that's kind of the trend anyway. A lot of people. I feel like a lot of people in craft beer right now, especially the newbies, are going just after those pale ales and IPAs and, and things like that, dry hopped and adjuncts and whatever. But, um, yeah, that's that, that's neat that, you, you know, you're kind of catering to that right now. Yeah. I mean, it's who we are. Sure. So, like, ale, or, you know, lagers, pilsers, not really. It's not your thing. Forte. It's okay to not do it, you know. Do, yeah. do what you like. Do Absolutely. what you love. And that, I mean, do people, what would you say... How would, how popular would you say that this beer is for your 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 client base? It's probably like our Customers. second or third popular yeah beer. So I would drink this every single yeah. day. I mean, New Exton's probably our most popular beer, but part of it is is because it's called. I mean, it's a it's a really delicious beer. Don't get me wrong. It, yeah, but it's kind of that rock star. You know, right. it's New Exton. Yeah, right, so right. If I'm gonna go to Exton. I'm gonna drink New Exton. Right. Yep. Um, but you know. It's a highly hopped beer, New, New England style, and so people you right. know, like that. Gravitate sort of beer towards right that, now. yeah. Absolutely. Um, That's really good beer. But, you know, great beer, and we do very well with this because it really is that crossover that um, is super drinkable. Now, d- did you say that you have a new brewer that started here? Yes, I do. How long? How long ago did they start? She's been with us uh, for about three months now. Oh wow! Yeah, she came from Victory. Awesome, uh, Chris Preston. Chris Preston. Yes. So, um, what do you think uh, is going to change? Or, or and what she would have ex- been here tonight, but she got kind of caught up in not being able to make it through the flooded streets. Oh, so. uh, I believe it. It was crazy out there. It was crazy out there. But what do you expect her to bring uh, to the table that's different from what you've been putting out? Do you expect her to change anything or or to put her own spin on things? Uh, absolutely. And what she also brings to the table is just organization and hard work. And, you know, honestly, she makes it happen down there. I mean, I'm, wow. like you said, I'm running around doing a thousand things at this point, which is amazing. Um, like, she can take care of business. And yeah. that's like the most, and I have complete confidence that she's doing the right things all the time and she's a solid brewer and just does great work for us so that's you know, all couldn't awesome. be happier with you know how that all has progressed yeah that's great that's really exciting absolutely we got time for another one how are we looking i mean we can uh we can take a break we don't have to take a break i don't you know let's all take right, a break and 
No, you want to? Let's do one more. We we got him out already. Let's do another sure. one. Yeah, let's do we one more. We got some beers to go through. We got some beers to go through. Let's get this drinking going here. All right. So the second one, you know, again, I'm. The second one is our kettle sour. So it's a goza. That row. Uh, Let's see if we can figure out which one's which here. It's the one that's not hazy. Awesome. It's that one. Let's uh, hand him down. It's the goza. Yeah. CJ coming through big time, man. He helps with everything. Shout out to CJ. If you spill any of that on Taylor's junk, Taylor's recording equipment, I don't. I don't think he'll care if you put beer on his junk, but. (laughs) <laughs> if you get not again, not again. Equipment. <laughs> if my technical advisor just fucks up all my technical things <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane that would be insane so tell me about this what, what are we about to drink here so this is our take of a kettle sour it's our goza um, it's called sweet tang and wow being Ooh. a child of the 70s when kind of we were looking at you know what are we going to sweeten this with it had to be tang so there, there's, there's actual, actual tang? tang in this. There's actual tang in here. Get the hell out of here! I hear there's astronauts in it too. There, but that it, might what? Not be. it is astronomical. What? This is incredible that there's tang in this. Yeah, you, I think you can get it. I, I get a little bit of that in there. I it's, do, but actually, I just I didn't know, know that that's what that was. There's definitely an orange that's, note to it's it. Undoubtedly awesome. tang. I grew up yeah. drinking tang. I grew oh, up God. drinking tang too. Absolutely. Sunny delight as well. Yeah, you're definitely a Sunny D guy. I was too. Are, are I we, guess I don't have a whole lot of, a whole lot of uh, Tang experience, but to, to know for sure. But this is a fantastic, fantastic sour. I'm a big sour guy. I love. Wow, sours. that's good. And I haven't had this before, actually. So I'm, uh, I'm really pumped to be having it. It's are, delicious. Are we, are we in our safe space still? What's that mean? I don't think I've ever had Tang. Whoa. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I don't think well, I. Well, I, I, I'm sure I. Ha- I think I have. I don't think Just I not have. enough to. To really like no, like for I sure. understand what it is. Everybody's still don't think I've like. ever had tank. Well, that's a damn shame because you should probably go out after this and purchase some powdered tank. <laughs> I, I may have some in the brewery. If yeah. you want to try some. <laughs> I think we have some extra tank. Okay. What's, what's the ABV on that? It's on the tang, three point eight. What is it? Three point eight. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, you could drink that all day. Yeah, all Dude, day. I would drink this all day. It's delicious. It's Sometimes really it's tough to do like a, a sour over and over it again. Is. It, it is. It is. A little heavy on the stomach, but that's delicious. And and honestly, like to get drunk on 3.8 beer is really hard. Right. You have Usually to like, fun you got to work at it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to put in some time. But the good news yeah. is there's a lot of vitamin C and calcium. <laughs> right. So you're actually getting healthy as you drink. The I, the sweetness plays really well with the saltiness, the sourness of the of the goza. It's, it's a good balance. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's another good call by you, Steve. There's that um that saltiness from the goza that's kind of helping balance everything. But same thing, that's got a really good balance and really good mouthfeel. I feel like it's just it you know, it it's not too light. It's not too um, you know, up front or just back end flavors. It's just like a nice ride. The whole way through, well-rounded. That's really, really good. Thank you. That's spectacular. <laughs> yeah, man. That's spectacular. I mean, I I tasted it, and I was like, this is really tangy. And then you're Absolutely. like, there's tang in it. And I'm like, it. what? <laughs> it's usually like this who's on first uh, ordeal every time. It's like, it's tangy. No, there's tang. Oh, it's tangy. No, there's tang. <laughs> they need to bring this up to space in the space station next time instead of the tang. Yeah, right? That'd be sweet. Yeah. God, that's really 
What Have is they, this called? What's this one called? Sweet Tang. Sweet Tang. Does anybody know if beer's been on like the space station or in a spaceship? Do they allow astronauts to drink? I would bet that vodka has been up there. I would well, bet some the cosmonauts yeah. have yeah. some vodka up there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they probably crack a beer up I'd there. I'd have to look that up. I don't know if they can bring carbonated, and think, carbonated oh, things up there. Oh, that's a good point. They have, I think they have a coffee machine. I thought I, I read somewhere that, uh, what's that company, Lavazza yep. or something like that? They actually put a, uh, a coffee, They are they designed a coffee machine or coffee maker for the uh, International Space Station, I believe. Interesting. We just went off on a weird tangent. That's so, all right. Sounds like a rumor. Yeah. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah. They just did it to boost their sales. People say. Yeah, right. God, this is really good. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, so far, two for two, as far as I'm concerned, as a non-beer guy, and also, see, whenever we, we I, I compare, when I drink beer and try new beer, the thing that I look for is the accessibility to it. And as, as a new beer guy, as someone who's, who's actively trying different beers and trying to, you know, get into the whole thing, I look at that. That's the first thing I look at is, is how do I feel like co-host Kev yeah, would somebody react to yeah, this? Right. And, how approachable and, is it from an outsider? Right. And I think that, the everyday that person. both of these so far are very approachable. For anyone, even if somebody's just coming in here to get coffee and they, they don't drink beer, they should try these because they're they're that good. They're that accessible. Thank Fantastic. You. Fantastic. That's awesome. Fantastic. And and don't let Taylor fool you. He's becoming a beer guy. Yeah, I mean, I you, am. you did go to visit our parents up in upstate New York I did. and visited a brewery and brought beer back from a <laughs> From a brewery, uh, from a brewery. I did. That's not, pretty much what we do. Not the beer that you guys wanted, though. That's uh, all right. You know, we're, we're on gonna, the right track. <laughs> don't think that I've forgotten that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor went up to Rochester. So we asked him to stop at other half in Rochester, and we got ungats. No, we got nothing. We got uh, nothing cream is, ale from Genesee. Nothing is Oof. incorrect, okay? Because you got cream ale from Genesee. Hey, nothing, no bash in Genesee, though. They're Kolsch, that ruby. That's Kolsch, what I got. I got the ruby fantastic. red Kolsch for you. So, because yeah. I know you like Kolsch's. I do like Kolsch's. And, and, and I got the strawberry lemonade cream yeah. ale to compare to Natter Days because we drank that's, that garbage. That's, that's a good idea. That is garbage. Oh, that's garbage. I gave one to the wife and she was not happy. I like the Genesee <laughs> version. So. The funny thing is, uh, Jonathan, for you, we're going to be going through all the different beer styles, uh, the BJCP style guide. So we literally started with American Light Lager. Next show, we're going to do Miller uh, High Life for American Lager. Number three is Cream Ale, Oh, which there aren't a lot of commercial cream ales out there. Genesee's really one of the... I got like 10 more of them left, so well, I'll, slow down, that, I'll, I'll slow down a little bit. I'll slow down a little bit. Have you done a cream ale before? Yes, I'm not. You, I, I'm not a fan of cream ales. Like when I start, when I first got into craft beer and had a couple, they weren't really my thing, and I haven't gone back to revisit it. Well, they're super light beers, so you either like a light beer or you don't. Yeah, I didn't well, even know cream ale was a thing. Yep, I'd like know. to go back and revisit it. It's almost like um, like a steam beer. Not that they're similar, but just there's not a whole lot of over the top flavor to them. To be either offended by or to gravitate towards. I was drawn to it because I'm a huge Wu Tang fan. So Ooh, cream ale, cream, I was like, cream. cream, okay, get the money. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> dollar dollar bills. Y'all. I even bought a sweatshirt. Jackie must. I was gonna say Jackie must have liked it enough. She got a, a hoodie. 
she was she just was, cold. She was just cold. And we were going <laughs> to the movies that night, and she knew she needed a sweatshirt. I'm eyeing up that hat you have down there, the, uh, the one with the big brim. I don't know what you oh, call that sweet. style of hat. It's a boonie hat. A boonie, yeah. I've got a couple of those that I just wear like all summer. When I'm out in the sun all day, I just love them. So I'm definitely eyeing that up. I'm going to get one of those before we go. I guess uh, let's take a break. We yeah. will um, come back in a minute with uh, some more beers right here from Stolen Sun in Exton, Pennsylvania. So you've been listening to the Might Be News Network, but you still can't get enough each week? Become our patron on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash MBN Network to become a patron and get exclusive content now. For as little as $5 per month, you'll get access to extended episodes of all your favorite shows, as well as perks including MBN merch and monthly giveaways. Just want to support the network? Become a patron for as much or as little as you'd like. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. Two hours of bonus content each week guaranteed. Your contributions will help make the Might Be News Network bigger and better than ever before. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Might Be Brews. This is a new, uh, new tune. I don't think we've had this one yet. Uh, you haven't, but uh, it is not new. I've heard it on the network for sure. It is. It's kind of fresh. Thank you very I much. I like it. Thank you. You know what I don't like is the fact that you went to Rochester and didn't bring us back in the other half. Yeah, not happy about that. So you know what? You know what we're doing? What are we going to do? Uh, screw Taylor. We <laughs> are putting this whole hour and a half out for everybody. Uh, I got something here. Yo, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> fuck those guys. Fuck that guy. This whole half hour, this whole hour and a half, and this is official. It's official. Everyone is getting the whole hour and a half. Everybody. You get an hour and a half. You get an hour and a half. Everybody gets an hour and a half. Yo, and if you like this 90-minute episode, go to patreon.com slash MBN Network and sign up, and you'll get them, you'll get them every time. Because this is the only one you're getting. It's the only one you're getting. And don't forget, you're getting the extra half hour. You're going to get a mug. You're going to mm-hmm. get a coffee mug. Mm-hmm. You could come to Stolen Sun and get it filled with some fantastic, fantastic beans. Mm-hmm. You can get, um, Amazing what else are you going to get? Depends on what thing you get. Arabicas. That's yeah. the thing I was looking Amazing for. Amazing Arabicas. Amazing Arabicas. The, depending on what tier you're at, you get different things. Go check it out. Yeah. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. We'd really appreciate it. And, and we wanted everybody to share in the Stolen Sun stuff that we got going on. We got a lot of beers we're going to try and plow through in the next 40 some odd minutes. We got to get a special sneak peek of Unicorn Tarts. Ooh. Coming I've, out I've today. Heard coming out today, but when actually episode. tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But it's today. it's today. If you're if you're listening, it's today. So you go can go today. get it right Maybe not right now, depending on what time you're listening. Yeah, right. you get what, time you open? what time is Friday open? 11. 11. So get Come in there at 11. Get your unicorn tarts. Supposedly tapping at 4, but something tells okay. me it'll be on something tells before me. that. Nice. Well, let's get in. Let's get right into this beer that's been Sweet. cracked. Somebody cracked it. Somebody we're, cracked it. We're going left to right? You're going, you're going right to left. Okay. You, we've got uh, baby juices. Yes. Which baby is your juices. New England style session. This is a sessionable New England style beer. So about four point eight percent alcohol, loaded with hops. Just the nose, all is kinds incredible. of hops, tons of tropical flavors to it. Super drinkable, super crushable. Oh, little little bubble gum kind of flavor in there for me. You think so? A little bit. I'm getting tons of citrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's so much citrus. It's like refreshing. Um, and I love that it's like four something, you know, not quite five. That I, I just want to like 
Uh, it's been so freaking hot and humid the past like week, week and a half or whatever. I'm doing stuff outside. It's been hard. Like I go to my fridge and I see these, you know, double IPAs and and whatever the heavier stuff. And I'm just I have to keep grabbing something lighter. I wish I had this, or I'm looking forward to drinking this more this summer. This is fantastic. Yes. I drink it all the time. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's a beer that you can drink literally all the time, and it's super refreshing. I get a lot of melon, a lot of guava. I yep. tend to get, you know, a lot of those very <laughs> tropical flavors. And, you know, we're using mosaic and citra. and Definitely get mosaic in there. That's really good. Absolutely. That's really good. I've learned uh, <clears throat> over the time that we've been doing this show that I prefer session IPAs. I like that lower, what is it, ABV? Yep. I like the lower, I feel like it's just like less bitter. Yeah. I feel, you know, because that's, that's usually the, the roadblock that I hit with IPAs is just right. the overall bitterness. And uh, this is very, again, approachable for somebody who's like, ah, I've never had an IPA before. Let me try an IPA, I guess. Try baby juices. Yeah, I like it's got that juiciness from a New England. Mm-hmm. It's got a ton of tropical flavors up front, but I feel like it still finishes with enough bitterness to, to help round it out and, be, you know, have like a solid, um, you know, like hop character. I, I really I like the names of your beverages. Uh, what? We have a lot of fun here after work trying to figure Just out thinking names about for it. beers. Yeah, this one originally started as a uh, Christmas beer. Really? Yeah, I just kind of, one night we had the idea that everyone would want to bring baby juices home for Christmas. <laughs> and we never did it just because we had a hundred other projects. And then uh, as we really tried to get a session beer out, it just kind of stuck. And we yeah. Called it baby juices and people hate ordering it half the time, but it works. <laughs> but once they start drinking it, they call it something else, right. but they're drinking it, so that's the important thing. That's the important thing. What I think is cool about it for a session beer, though, is a lot of times I feel session beers fall short on body, and I'm big on body with beers, and I really think that this really keeps it drinks like a nice beer without, being, without you thinking, oh, this is only 4.8% alcohol. Yeah, I think you can tell that it's maybe not like a seven or eight percent. Absolutely, but um, you're right; it doesn't come off as like too thin or anything. It's still got good body, good mouthfeel. It's really good. Cool. It's really good. It's good beer. What are we doing? Are we right on to the next one. Baby this juices. Rapid fire. We're Rap, going rapid speed fire round. <laughs> so this is you know this is probably our most popular beer we sell here. Well, actually, baby juices is no. Okay, the, the next, next beer. Okay, uh, New Axton. New mm, Exton. Mm, mm, mm. So, and it's only most popular until another hazy beer comes out because everyone <laughs> sure. just wants the next hazy beer that comes out. Um, but this one is a flagship and it's been on since we've been open. And uh, again, this is about a 7.4% beer loaded with hops, super drinkable, super crushable. It is still, um, it is still very, very drinkable, but I, I guess what I'm surprised in is the difference, even though that, that other one's a New England IPA, this one definitely has that, like, I almost want to say, I, I've only used this word like once, pillowy. There's something yeah. happening in the middle there that really is juicy but soft at the same time that I think is like that, that trait that really, you know, makes you know that it's a New England IPA. Right. And I think it nails it there. Cool. Absolutely. It's really good. You, you were talking about, you know, everybody wanting the next hazy 
how much of that do you guys like to play into? Do you do you try and kick out a new beer every two weeks, every four weeks? Do you have that kind of plan, or is it just whenever you come up with something new, you're putting it out? I think we're always trying to make new beers. I mean, as brewers, we really want to be creative folks. So, you know, a lot of times, and people love hazy beer, so, you know, we're trying to give consumers, you know, and still be brewing to be true to ourselves and what we love, which is hops. Um, you know, we're, we're always trying to kind of break that envelope. And this beer also no lactose in it as well. So yep. we do not currently, we haven't used any lactose, but not saying we'll never do it. Yep. But we brew with, you know, yeast and oats and barley and, you know, stuff that'll make the beer hazy. Sure. Um, without actually introducing something else. Now, you, you guys do uh, crowler fills here, right? We do. Do you have any plans on trying to do any canning? Yeah, if you look over the rail, we actually have a canning line over there. We just haven't opened up yet. Nice. Yeah. So what's the plan? Do you want to do just sell you know four-packs, six-packs right out of here? Yes. You looking to do any type of distribution eventually, or...? I don't think we've really looked that far, but yeah. you know, I kind of feel the retail model is the way to go. I Absolutely. Mean, I kind of get lost every time I go to a distributor. Yeah. And yep. I'm it's just crazy, looking for it? pretty pictures on cans. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we're just going to try to stay local and, and more, you know, local to our customers and local to our accounts that kind of, you know, support our business here. Absolutely. And try to stick to that model. I think a lot of yeah. people do nowadays. Right. And, and I think that's great. I think it's, uh, it's nice to bring people in. They can enjoy the experience of being here. And then take some stuff home with them. Yeah, like they can enjoy for we, a few days. Uh, Self distribute, and you're, by you're, say we, your kegs and stuff. I deliver everything. So like <laughs> a lot of times, you know, the you know I'm the owner of the business, brewing the beer, you know, delivering the beer. So we pretty much do yeah. everything. And people are always surprised when I show up at, you know, the tap accounts lugging kegs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where nice. are some of your tap accounts around here? I know I've had one of your beers at Righteous Tap House, which is kind of close to, Righteous to my house. Righteous awesome. They sell a ton of our beer. Um, they'll actually be uh, tapping unicorn tarts with us. Uh, Split Rail sells a ton of beer. Nice. You know, Poor House, PJs, Ron's, Uno's, uh, um, Red Robin sells our beer. Wow. Jeez, I hate to... Uh, you don't want to leave Alba anybody has out. been selling our beer since the beginning. Alba? Out, Alba out in Malvern. I don't know. We, uh, we, we, Flying Pig's been selling our beer for a long time. We're starting to get out in Christopher's and the Brick and Brews. Jeez, uh, Timothy's. Timothy's around the corner from yep. us has been supporting us from the beginning. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, they're awesome. Um, I mean, you know, we're really starting to get out there and, you know, I'm, you know, gaining relationships with, uh, with a lot of our tap accounts um, yep. and you know really starting to develop oh suburban suburban yep. sells a ton of our beer and and you know i have a great relationship with those guys we actually brewed one of their beers for them not long ago so um geez i hope i don't miss anyone yeah, no, right? <laughs> it's terrible but i mean it, it, we're 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 getting the word out there we're you know we're moving a lot of beer um we're not we're not moving a ton of beer but we move for us well, I hear you. I, I always a I try to ask people when I meet somebody new in the industry. It seems like now it's very crowded. 
Uh, it's a crowded space. Like you said at the distributor, there's so much to choose from. How do you do that? So um, what do you think you do differently or, or what do you do to try to draw people in or, or, or to get people in here? How do you fight that battle of, uh, of, of so much competition out there? I think we just keep trying to do what we do and hope that we have good word of mouth and, yeah. and you know, we kind of grow the business that way. Um, yep. We, you know, we do stuff on Facebook and Instagram, but there's really not a lot of advertising. And right. I mean, we're just organically growing. You know, we'd like to be growing faster like everyone would, but at the same time, we're trying to do the right things and not take shortcuts and try to just be true to what we want to do. And, you know, if we have to, at some point, we'll hit the oh shit button and do something else. But <laughs> until right. then, right now, we're just trying to follow what we want to do. We're in the, we're in the same exact boat here and, and and one thing that I always say uh, to everybody on our network is consistency is key and it seems like you're consistently putting new things out consistently making very clean very tasty beers that's fantastic thank you I'm it's actually fantastic. I was actually surprised when you said you uh, you haven't even been here a year yet I feel like you've been around it feels a like a long time than that well part of it too is I have a very long background in in brewing and just in you know this isn't our first rodeo per se so we opened up with we're pretty you know aggressive with the equipment we have we, you know we had, we own a centrifuge down there we're actually kind of spinning beers down we're doing the right things that I think you know you know uh, process wise to really put out high quality beers on the small system that we have so we've started out with you know what I think is you know a good little boost and you know nice facility and that's what helps make good beers ultimately so our buddy Evan that listens to the show he actually brought that up online we were trying to ask you know asking our fans to say give us some questions and he said that um, he heard you guys use a centrifuge or have one and I've never heard of a brewery having them I don't know if that's common or not but what, what does that actually do and how does that uh, how do you use that in the process? So it, it's a separator. Instead of filtering beer, we separate the beer. So centrifuge spins super fast. Right. You know, like nine times the speed of gravity to pull the particles away from the liquid. So what that allows us to do, like if you notice our beers, they're still cloudy, but yep. they're not chunky. Right. right. And they drink, they have a nice mouthfeel to them because mm -hmm. it's not like super thick, but it's kind of thick enough to kind of hold the yeast in there. Um and we're able to kind of do that with all of our beers that we push through. So we can go anywhere from like, you know, clear to cloudy, and we really have a lot of controls. Plus, we're able to, because we're spinning the beer, where a lot of folks would have to dump a lot of the beer that we can actually spin it and separate the liquid. Oh, nice. And okay. get better efficiencies. Wow. That being said, we add so much dry hops to most of these beers, we lose probably 20% of every beer we brew yeah that's a that's a danger of the dry hop right yep absolutely wow but we'd probably lose like 25 to 30 if if i mean honestly with the amount of hops we throw in some of these we we probably are saving a good amount of beer sure that's so, incredible that sounds pretty wild are we ready for the next one are you still working on that uh, new x in there no good you ready for the next one let's do um which one is this this is uncle john's beer is this uncle john's Yes. <laughs> nice. So that's a nice um, 
a nice switch from the New England style. That's a nice hoppy beer. Absolutely. So this is, you know, the origin of IPA that I always kind of go back to. And when I started brewing, this is the style that I was kind of bringing up and really trying to push the envelope. But, you know, in the 90s when I first started brewing and, you know, for me, I always wanted to have an Uncle John's beer, huge deadhead. Uh, and to me, I thought many years when I was out of the game is like the Uncle John's beer is totally what I wanted to do. And so this is kind wow. of our jam beer. This We keep the malt about the same in every batch, but what I do is I play with the hops. So that's kind of, you know, if you ever listen to The Dead, all the songs, you know, they're same songs they play but they just kind of improvise and that's kind of what we do with the hops in this beer so this nice. is a ton of citra in this one uh, chinook centennial and you know this is the beer we just get to play around with so always going to be a great you know american style ipa but we change it up this is batch number six also oh, wow it's good to have a little good. little bitterness back in the uh in the in the flavor profile absolutely yeah this one's bitter it's a bitter bomb it's good though, but still it's smooth. Good. A lot yeah. of citrus very notes. Smooth. A yep. good amount of pine in this one, which yes. is you know, very synonymous to to the West. And we try to keep as many sea hops as possible. But yeah, <laughs> sometimes we don't. But I know what you mean. No, this is fantastic. I really like this beer. I love I love doing that. I love having a uh, like a New England and then switching it up back to like a West Coast style or something that's like a traditional American. That's that's nice and hoppy, but um, it wakes you up a little bit. Yeah, little it does. And but this is an old does. school yeah. beer. I mean, this is like for me, this is what everything I love about beer. It's it's good. It's and, very and clean it's, too. It's again. a great ale. It's got a great body. It's good. Big That's, on body. I like the uh, just how crisp all the beers are as well. I feel like it's just obviously it's fresh. We're right here, but like it just I don't know. It's different. It's I feel like it's different than going to a bar and just ordering. Uh, a yingling or yep. a dogfish head or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, these are, you can tell that you put a lot of time into making these beers, coming up with the recipes uh, and just figuring out how to make the freshest, cleanest, crispest beer that you can. And this is really good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that everything is like just so well balanced. There's nothing that's like, oh, uh, it's, it, I wish it was, um, uh, less malty or more malty or less whatever it just everything's got a nice flow to it all the beers just are are really really good and have great flavors throughout and i I, like you said you know the body's important to you and that's coming across every beer has got a great body absolutely killing it cool i uh i'm gonna be completely honest i had no idea that you guys were here (laughs) where we are until i pulled in your parking lot and um I mean, if you live around here, you need to explore this place, right? I mean, because like there's, yeah. there, there's, I feel like this this is different than a lot of the places that are directly surrounding us. Whereas like this is yours, this is your stuff, right? And uh, I mean, it, uh, it's it's you know hit tucked away behind a bunch of stuff over here. But seriously, find this place, <laughs> find this place, check so it out. You've been brewing. For what'd you say, like twenty some years, right? Well, I brewed for about twelve years, and then I kind of went corporate for many years. So during yeah. that time, I wasn't really. But so you, I'm just saying, you've been in the game for a long time. Yes. Um, 
what inspires you now? What inspires your beers? Or what gets you inspired to, like, you know, make something new? I think or? it's just kind of what I do. Like, it's kind of what I love to do, and it's kind of what I do. And there's really, you know, we wake up just like everyone else. But for me, my art is brewing. It's roasting. It's, you know, it's the food aspect of it. And that's, you know, for me, that's what keeps us going. Right. Yeah. yeah I came for tacos on Taco Tuesday. That cauliflower, the buffalo the cauliflower, buffalo cauliflower was fantastic. Yeah. I loved that. But so was the um, there was like a was a brisket one. Uh, was uh, the no, mon- it was the Korean Mongol- or Korean the, the Korean barbecue yeah. was uh, incredible too. And then I just had a cheesesteak for the first time. The cheesesteak's great. The meat just like that's good steak in there. And that's you the thing. Tell. It's like we, it's the food is simple, but we create it. I believe, you know, very good. Yeah, for what it is, you know, it's twelve dollar cheesesteak. So right. But we make, you know, we always have an eye to quality and we always want to make sure we're presenting something, you know, because we don't want to have amazing beers and then sit there and have crappy food. Right. And that's always been my biggest fear. It's like if someone's coming here to drink what we're doing here, we can't then just skimp on what we're doing on the food side. Yeah, that makes sense. So at the beginning of the episode, there was um, a lot of background noise. And there was some piano playing and a lot of clapping. That was your son playing piano, right? That's Dylan. Yeah, that's Dylan. That's yep. his piano, right? Yep. Yeah. He, he comes in here and plays. I was completely blown away by his voice and his playing ability. Yeah, yeah. really good. That was He's just amazing. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I thought they were clapping for us though at first. Uh, <laughs> I like to pretend they were. Yeah. Just you know, <laughs> they I were was not. expecting. And then when, there's like, a twelve-year-old kid playing piano <laughs> yeah. that you realize is you know showing up the place. There might be Bruce guys are here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was expecting to see like a crowd of people with signs like "It's my birthday, give me a shout out on the show." But you know, we're, we're almost there. No, very talented. But and it seems uh, like there's a lot of music like uh, that's going on here. You, you have a lot absolutely. of bands come through, and is that important to you? It's super important. I mean, I love music. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's all part of kind of what we do here. And uh, the whole, you know, the difficult part is figuring out the magic that kind of puts it all together, and the right times, the right people, the right. You know, we're growing a business here, and we're trying to get people to realize, you know that we're back behind the crappy mattress place and you know the place that like you know this 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 parking lot's always been kind of dead so i think people keep driving by and everyone keeps saying you need bigger signage even though we have flags and banners and whatever people are driving by 50 miles an hour no one expects anything to be in here so you know part of it is you know we're just trying to put together the whole package and music is a piece of what people want to go out and drink beer and we, we do a lot of daytime shows, too. So when we have families come out, you know, a lot of our music is from two to five. Like this Saturday, um, we got Paul Wilkinson and, and his group out here at two to five. And they kill it every time they're here. And we have families come out with kids and the kids are dancing. And, yep. you know, we don't do a lot of night stuff here. People in Exton go to sleep at like 830 to nine. So, <laughs> right. yeah. you know, we're, we try to keep it, you know, we're, we're you know. You can see, well, we're slowing up now, but we also had kind of floods happening. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we slow down at night here. We're, we're, we're day brewery. People do day drinking at this place. That's awesome. Well, it's kind of cool, too, because, like, like we're mentioning that it's kind of tucked away. It almost makes it kind of like a hidden jewel, almost, where, like, if you know about this place and you're a regular here, it's kind of like you're almost an exclusive company, right? I mean, 
Do you get that vibe? When yeah, you absolutely. In? Absolutely. I, I get that vibe just sitting here. I saw that. I don't know if it's all of Afro Bear. Or did you, did you have it's, them recently, and then some uh, of them are coming back? Well, Teddy and Amanda, they're playing Sunday. Okay, I, I've only seen them once, Amazing. and I think it was at um, the the, win, the Winterfest. Yeah, the Kenneth Winterfest. They are incredible. Insane. They were fun. They were fun. They yeah. were so much fun to watch. They had such great energy, and they they just killed it. Yeah. I, I love live music myself, so I'm actually looking forward to coming back here to, to cool. watch some. Well, but Saturday and Sunday we have music. Do you play at all? Uh, no, but my kid does. Well, your kid does. Because I, I, you said you didn't, and I thought I saw you walking out of here with a guitar the other night. I, I play something that's actually his guitar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do play some guitar, but not really. I, yeah. You know. Does he does he act too? Your son? Uh, both my kids. They. they I thought I saw one, one of them was in um, Zane. He was okay. uh, Charlie and Charlie and the or in Willy Wonka at the Salt Theater. Wow, oh, they wow, do a lot cool. of stuff at the Salt Theater. They're doing uh, uh, "You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown." Both of them are in that, which is pretty cool. Great that's theater incredible. group, amazing. You know, people. That's an amazing like local. You know, theater group in the area. If anyone's in the area, you, you got to be proud, man. I'm like, I've got really young kids. They're uh, one of them's four, the other's three, and um, man, I'm just like hoping. I love playing instruments. I'm not good at any of it, but I'm just praying that like one of them can sing, so that we can like kind of right. do a thing. You know what I mean? And like, they're somewhat talented that way. But um, man, Both you got to be proud. Completely That's amazing. Like it, it amazes me with everything we've had going on and creating a business and the the churn that we go through twenty four seven here, and we have kids that are just amazing talent and like we're very lucky. Yeah, I, I gotta say it's such a cool vibe that to know that like you can come in here and have a beer and like your family's around in Absolutely. in the tap house while while you're enjoying yourself, and then he sits at the piano. And just entertains people. That's he, what you he do. He played for a good 30, 45 minutes and <laughs> killed it. That's incredible. But I just think that's like such a cool vibe. Like you can feel that like the the family vibe that's that's going on here. And um, I think it kind of resonates while you're here and, and kind of attributes to the experience. Well, and, and our business is all like we don't have any partners. It's just Derek and I. It's my wife and I wow. and and our kids. There's no other partners. We kind of went in this. I never wanted anyone to tell me, you know, what to do or how sure. to do it, and that's what we do here. That's awesome, man. It's it's such a cool thing to, to see. I, I this is one of my favorite things about our show. We get to talk to breweries, and you, and you go to breweries, and you have the beer, and you have the food, and and you're a fan of it. But when you find out what's behind it, yep. and what the people are like, and their passion, and and, and what it means to it them, we're all putting it on the right. line. Every single one of us has everything on the line. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're tr- trying to make it work, and uh, and it's it's so cool that it shows. And I, I don't know. To me, I feel like it actually makes the beer taste better, yeah. knowing how much the tears that are yeah, in yeah, right. <laughs> Just you know, it's it's really neat to see how much goes into it, and uh, it, it makes for like a whole experience when you're here having the beer. So that's that's really cool. So should we drink more beer? Yes. Yeah. What's next? On to the uh, next one. Yeah, exactly. We've got to keep moving. Yeah. Uh, Revolution IPA. So this is another old school beer. It's a classic take on an English IPA. This one is served in cask. So we're pumping this through a, a beer pump. Yep. That's why it tastes a little flat and it's yep. a little bit warmer. Flat, warm, and, and a little um, little maltier than the last Earthy, one. Earthy, not, not as much. Not as much of that... Um, 
that, that, that bitter West Coast hop. Absolutely. Yep. And, it, and because it's uh, East Kent Goldings from England go into this beer, and we dry hop the hell out of it with East Kents. And also, uh, you know, we, we, we actually use bittering additions in the kettle, which doesn't happen a lot these days. But wow. that's what goes in this beer. So this is like real ale. This is English-style ale that we pump up to be to our, you know, if you go to England and have an IPA, it's not so hoppy. This is a very hoppy, um, big English IPA. Yeah, I've never been to Europe, but I just kind of imagine that, like, if you go into, like, you know, England or wherever, and you walk into just, like, a pub that you see in the movies, and you order an ale, this is the beer that they give you. Something like this. Yeah. That's what I imagine, at least. I gotta say, I would say this is way more flavorful than, than a lot of beers yeah. you would. Yes, absolutely. If you go to England and you get pub style IPA, it you'd be very. It's gonna taste more lighter in character okay. than you would think. What do you think about this? I, I think it's a really good choice of beer to put on the the cast style. Uh, it it really opens up the flavors because it's it's not as assertive as a different IPA might be, but it's still got a good flavor and that warmth the warmness of the beer opens it up to it i think so too i, I see exactly dude you're, you're so good at tasting beers i'm good at swallowing beers. <laughs> yeah. i don't know mr steve yeah i just mr steve he just always comes with like the uh i don't know i can always say like the very basic stuff and you come through with the deepness all right i gotta but. say i've never tasted a beer like this before in my life Ooh. As far as like, I mean, I've had like warmer beer before, but yeah. that was on that was by accident. Just I let it sit out too long. Uh, but like the flatness, like you were saying, I've never really experienced that before, and it's a different take on the whole experience, and it's very interesting and very good. I like trying cask beers. You know, I, I don't do it that often, but is, like, is that what that is? Is that like? Yeah, what is like, a cask beer? If you go like to a Station Tap Room, for example, uh-huh. they've got their beer list, but at the bottom, they always have something on cask. I think um, the Poorhouse in Exton, they usually have a cask beer on tap. Okay. So, but yeah, it's usually warm. It's not. It's not in a keg. It's not pressurized, carbonated with CO two. Okay. I don't think so, right? No. Yeah. So. And the cool thing about cask beer is, every day it changes because it's a, it's not a lot of beer, right? And you have air that's going in. And you're constantly oxidizing the beer, so okay, you know, you got to get it. Well, get it no, quick. I mean it's it's always changing. <clears throat> yeah, that doesn't that's, that's oh, not necessarily a bad saying. thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So basically, when it's it's there's no carbonation in the cask, right? <coughs> Is there a carbonation in the cask, there's, or the, if there there's a small amount of carbonation through the casking process that's in the cask. But most of it is coming from your hand, the pumping. It, it's air pump. Yeah, it's a, it's a air. It's an old school piston pump that pushes beer. So every time you're pulling out, you have to push in. Yes. So that's what's making it change. As and then it, it also as has it a goes. sparkler on it. So it's pushing. It's actually infusing air into the beer to really break out the aromatic components. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's not my favorite style. I would say, I would I would prefer a hoppier beer. I'd prefer like a New England type beer, stuff like that. But um, it, it's really interesting to think about how this has probably opened up so much with that. It's crazy because it, it makes it like super duper smooth. Yeah, the lack of like the carbonation and and all that. It just it just literally just goes straight down. 
it's actually surprising. We, we've served this in cask and also carbonated version, and it's amazing the folks, like, we've sold a lot of this, and every time we don't have it, people always ask for it. And it's, it's actually interesting to me. But the first time I made it, I love English-style IPA, mm-hmm. and I, I love this beer. But I never, the first time I made it, I'm like, no one's going to want to drink this. And we sell out of it every single time. It's oh, that's a great, great beer. It's a great flavor. So does English-style IPA, is that typically cask beer? Not necessarily. Not necessarily? Okay. Yeah. There's right. plenty of carbonated, you know, uh, versions of English-style IPA. It's, what makes it English-style? It's definitely not as hoppy as the stuff that we would normally bring okay. to the podcast. Okay. Okay. Definitely a, a more maltier flavor from the... Well, the, I mean, this is a 70 IBU beer, I think. To me, this is more hoppier than most English IPAs that I've had. Absolutely. Okay. But it's, it's also different types of hops. So instead mm-hmm. of being like citrusy, juicy, um, fruity sort of hops, it's more earthy. earthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. It's really good. What do we got in there? A nugget? I always feel that that gets my No, no, no. No nugget? No, it's all East Kent's. I, I think maybe we used some Fuggle or some Magnum in the in the first bittering edition, but it's uh, the flavors you're getting is from the East Kent Goldings. I kind of feel like you can't have English style IPA without East Kent Goldings. So I saw that you had a cider on your menu. We do. Do you make that cider? No. Okay. No. no. The cider comes from Big Hill Cideries. Okay. Uh, amazing cider company. We love what they do. We nice. buy their ciders. Do you find people are um, are ordering that a lot? Like, is that why you have it on? Yes. It's, it's becoming more and more popular. Surprisingly, we go through you know a couple kegs, you know, every ten days. Yep. Which surprises me. I mean, I, I you we've been reading a lot. I keep seeing articles about things like. Um, you know the the lighter style things like the sessions, the ciders, the the um, you know the hard sparkling waters, whatever it is, like all this stuff that's more like health conscious seems to be getting more and more popular. And when I saw that, I thought maybe like that was kind of the direction you were taking. It's a gluten free, you know. Everyone's concerned with gluten these yep. days, so um, that's nice. Yeah. And it, it's another option. You know, with our license, we're able to have PA spirits, wines. Yeah, that's um, great. Ciders, meads. So we take advantage of it. But the cider, people love cider. I love an old-fashioned. Speaking of, uh, like, liquors and stuff like that. Just going old-fashioned? Yeah, I love old-fashioned. Oh, if I'm no. not drinking beer, that's my go-to. Old-fashioned. So what did, uh, i got to give a shout-out to my buddy Chris. He's, uh, he's helping Chris? us out. Pouring some beers, so but uh, what did we just get uh, get poured for us here? What is this? It's, uh, unicorn tarts. Unicorn tarts. This is the uh, the pop tart thing. This, this is pop tart. so. Tell me about it, John. What this is, is it? What uh, went into this? This a lot of pop tarts. Um, <laughs> uh, one day at BJ's, uh, I saw a bunch of unicorn pop tarts, <laughs> and I actually I think I shot Chris a bunch of pictures and was like, we gotta do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I loaded up the cart one day with about 50 pounds of Pop-Tarts and uh, got some really strange looks in, <laughs> in the store. I'm sure. The lady kept checking me out, uh, kind of looked very oddly at me, and I kind of said, 
well, they're on sale. I'm trying to stock up. And she kind of <laughs> nodded her head slowly like, like okay. okay, yeah. Whatever you say, guy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is a, uh, you know, super juicy, fruity, pop-tarty, hazy concoction that we put together as our first kind of pastry beer. Pop-tarty. Pop-tarty. That's Definitely probably pop-tarty. a new one. There's been Pop-tarty You definitely get some before, breadiness right? to it. Um, not yeah, breadiness. I got you. Um, and you definitely get some interesting hop characteristics, but you definitely, we also have some fruit attributes that go into this beer, some cherry and raspberry. So my daughter is a big unicorn. She's a unicorn girl. Abby, Abby loves the unicorns. Yeah, do you have a unicorn by the front door? We got unicorns like, everywhere. Okay. We love unicorns in I, this place. When we walked in here with the kids, like that's the first thing we opened the door, and she goes, I love unicorns. Look at the unicorns. It's like, that's amazing. And when I put Abby to bed, or she wasn't in bed when I left, but she had her pajamas on, and it was a big unicorn head on the front, and I was telling her, we're going to go taste the unicorn tarts. I think unicorns are hot right now. It's kind of like an end thing, I think. They're, they've so been in for her right for now. a while. They're, ve- they're very rare. That's, that's what very I hear. Very rare. Yeah. So when, when I asked you what inspires you, I guess I was, you could now say, like, trips to BJ's. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so is that when you, like, did you anywhere. know you wanted to do a Pop-Tart beer, or did you see the Pop-Tart and then go, I'm going to make a beer with those Pretty unicorns? much, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. This I'm is super excited to try literally it. magic in a glass. <laughs> yeah? This is magic in a glass. And this is oh. what releases the day that this episode comes out today, Friday. Yes. Today. This is magic it, in a glass. It tastes like sprinkles. It does. It oh. tastes like sprinkles. Straight it tastes up. like sprinkles. Magic sprinkles. <laughs> Dude, it's this got is a incredible. Great, it's got a great juicy New England nose to it, for sure. It does. And then you taste it, and it's like, Raspberry this sprinkles. is incredible. Yeah, you're definitely getting that, that fruit flavor in there mixed with that juiciness. And then like you get that sweet Pop-Tart flavor at the end to finish it off. Unbelievable. This is unbelievable. We like Pop Tarts. So I like Pop Tarts. I like this Pop Tart right here. Anyone wants a Pop Tart? We actually have Pop Tarts. <laughs> that's that's exciting. You should actually take you up on that. break off a piece of Pop Tart and serve and it on the it glass, glass. <laughs> for like a garnish. When a garnish, you serve this wow. bad boy. Wow. At least take a good picture like that, like Levante does, where they have like the adjuncts around it. Oh, we yeah. have good Just pictures. Check out our. Yeah. Facebook. Instagram. I'm gonna follow you. We have a good video. Dylan, my my, my son actually yeah. put together a really cool video when we were making the beer. That's, yep. that's I on did our, see that. Facebook. It's kind of fun. That's it's awesome. got a bunch of unicorns dancing on it, and no, that that's a good beer. I'm excited for that. So this is coming out tomorrow here. Yes. Or uh, where else can they get this tomorrow? I thought I saw Righteous Tap House has Righteous it tomorrow. Tap House has it. Split Rail has it, and the Foodery in Phoenixville uh-huh. has it. That's a cool nice. spot. Have you been to the Foodery? No. That's a cool, cool little spot. Oh. I'm going to. Phoenix. And Sedona carries our beer also. Sedona, Forgot Sedona Foodery, yeah, in Phoenixville. That's who's carrying our beer nice. out there, and they're. I have a job in Phoenixville on Monday, but everybody's closed on Mondays. Yeah. As far as breweries. The foodery the should be open. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably check it out for the first time. Thanks. That's the thing that stinks, man. Like a lot of times I travel on Mondays and being a beer guy, you want to check out breweries and everybody's closed on Mondays. You get for nothing. the most part. We we need a day to rest. I believe it. Yeah. Give us a day to but rest. I'm like it's one of those Monday. weirdos. I don't like going out at night that often, so like I really like going to places around lunchtime. And I really like going to like places on off hours where it's not too busy, and you get to kind of like experience without it being too crazy. But 
This beer is so good, I just stole CJ's. Did you? <laughs> I did. Nice. I stole CJ's. He does so much for me, and I take him totally for granted, and I steal his beer whenever I get a chance. <laughs> I just took it. I was like, are you drinking that? No, not, not right now. I'm taking it right now. Yoink. Give me that. There were crimes committed. I'm calling the cops. Did Jackie, did Jackie try this? She did. I like it. You like it? Does she taste the sprinkles, too? Jackie is um, like I was before we started this show. <laughs> Which um, before we started might be brews. I called I called every beer that wasn't a Bud Light Lime weirdo beer, essentially, <laughs> because like I just I didn't understand. I didn't know the difference between a Kolsch and an IPA. I didn't know the the, the difference between any of this stuff, and uh, so it was just all weirdo beer to me. And uh, the 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 running joke for season one of Might Be Brews was that that. They were going to convert me into somebody who would actively seek this stuff, and that has indeed happened. And I'm really glad that you guys brought me here. <laughs> Very glad that you brought me here. Next step is his uh, untapped account. That's what we st- we got to start. <laughs> I haven't done that you yet. Haven't you know, checking beers in. No, yet? I'm like no. I haven't caved to that yet. Uh, it's it's something that like I've been holding out on. I think, but like. Um, I gotta say, so far, I think my because you gotta start voting on beers. You gotta right. start like rating beers yeah. mm-hmm. for right. the public. Right. Yeah. I think that my favorite beer that we've had here, hands down, Tang. Whoa! It's all Tang done. Tang. Wow! It's my favorite. And I'm like, I like sours. Uh, you and I, we, uh, I've had some sours with you for sure. I love, I love sours. So I'm always on sours. Um. It, sometimes I feel like I've, I've had some really bad sours, um, but your Tang <laughs> one was like probably the best one I've ever had. Tang was fantastic. I, that I was very surprising. Um, just I don't know. I, I hadn't had th- that any sours from here yet, but I was just blown away by how much flavors in that thing. That's crazy. If I was on Untapped, nothing that I had tonight would be below a four two five. Four two five. Nothing Come that on. I had. Would be below four two five. Five is the max, put right? A five. That's why I was just putting a five. Tang, you like Tang, the beer? Put a five. Tang was Come a on. five. This pop tart thing is a five. I can't think about all the other names. And hey, if you don't like hoppy beers, don't put a one and say right. I hate hoppy See, beers. I, I, it's like well, right. don't drink hoppy yep. beers. Nope, right? I haven't done that. I, um, I I'm trying to think. I have given a couple low ratings, but that was all early in the show. And like since then, it's been it's, you don't it's, do it's that. been going higher because I actually like it. I'm, I've developed a, 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 a taste for some of it, and it's been it's been really cool going around trying different beers with these guys. Um, it's been really interesting, and like I said, I'm really glad that we did this tonight because this is great. That's really me with good. smoky beers. I don't like smoky beers a lot. Me either. So when I check them in, I don't rate them. Right, because per- you just I, be I, like right. one star. Yeah. I hate smoky beers. I don't beers. like smoky beers. Right, right. So I just leave Perfect. the bl- leave the rating blank. That's right. It's fine. So just uh, to open up the curtain a little bit, and you might not even know this, the birth of the show basically happened here. It it pretty much did. We had when we came up with the idea for the show. John kind of came up with the idea and brought me along. The first place we discussed it was here. We came here last year. For the Jacksonville Eagles game in London, where you guys oh. opened up early, it was like the nine o'clock, ten o'clock game, 
and we sat here and watched uh, the game and discussed what we were going to do before we went over to your place. And uh, I remember I had a cup of coffee. And then um, I had a I remember like a, that yeah. a cheesesteak omelet, I think. Yeah. And then I uh, had like a beer or two, and then we you know, we were kind of like talking everything out. But it is kind of interesting coming full circle. You know what I mean? This is. So I guess we've been speaking doing podcasting full circle for almost a year. Speaking of full circle, back to the coffee. Back to the coffee. Wow. So we got about five minutes left. So this will be our... We have uh, about three minutes. Yes. Three minutes but we're going to we want, Taylor. So this is... This our <laughs> no, you don't. The song is going to start in three minutes, and it's going to end, and the show is going to end, John. So this is Jumpy John's Java Stout. There's a, it's another John beer. We, if, when you own the brewery, you get the name. You get the name. Everything's you John. You get to do everything's John. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so in this version here, uh, <laughs> Uncle John's blend of coffee is in here as well. So uh, this has some Kenyan and some Colombian and I think some uh, Rwanda coffee um, that gets infused in the cold stage of the beer. Okay. Interesting. So it's an oatmeal stout infused with coffee. Yep. It's really good. You get a ton of coffee off of this. A ton of coffee. Great, ton of coffee, great amount of coffee on there. Well, yeah. when you roast your own coffee and then you brew your own beer, it's you just get super fresh and you get to use a lot of yeah. ingredients as well. So we don't skimp on anything. It's a ton of coffee, but not burnt, roasted, you know, very flavorful, very sweet, very fruity tasting coffee. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton it's of flavor really going on there. Yeah, there's a lot. The oatmeal is a good complement to the coffee, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, good call. The only thing I'd say about me, and it's just my preference, is you've got like all these fantastic flavors there, but like every time I have a stout, I want so I, I want it to be thick motor oil. Wow. Like I just want like a a twelve percent like and not even the percentage thing. I just want it to be so freaking thick and you I want the Russian it. Imperial style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would love I mean this is good, but I would love to have this like as like a, an imperial, and, and and see what would happen. All right, give me some time. All right, next time you guys come. <laughs> but this is good. Though. Save I love it for the winter. That's good, a that's a winter brew call. right there. But, uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. This is a, a fantastic. Tons of, of fantastic coffee flavors here, but it's um, but it's still light enough. It, you need something you could drink in the summer for sure. We'll do like Jumpy John's Drunken Java Stout. There you go. <laughs> just loaded with alcohol. Just tons of lactose. Just jump straight sugar Super in the fermenter thick. and just let it go. Uh, it'll just go. float to the bottom of any ocean. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's really good. I gotta say, man, um, John, thank you so much for having us. This we weren't sure today was even gonna happen with all this like <laughs> it, yeah. was it was touch and go effort. It was really bad. Yeah, yeah it was well, really bad. I was driving there. a huge truck today and luckily like I was able to go right through some of these puddles, but like right down the street on thirty terrible. There, I saw people um in downtown by three twenty two where that bridge is. There, there was cars that couldn't even get through, but there's the music. I guess we got to wrap There's up. There's the music. Taylor. It's going to end whether you want it to or not, John. John, thank you so much for having us yes, again. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming, guys. The beers are fantastic. Time. The space so is fantastic. Much. I yep. hope everybody comes out here and checks this place out. Unicorn Tarts is out today. Go out there and get it. Um, you know, come by the brewery and get a pint. Um, I don't Absolutely. Know, man. Uh, this was this was a great experience. Thank you so much for having cool. us. Yeah, let thank th you. Thanks for letting us do this here. This is the first time we've done like an on-site thing, so yep. this is sweet. really sweet. 
we didn't uh, screw up any of Taylor's equipment, so maybe we'll be allowed to do this again. Not maybe he'll yet. let us do it yeah. again. It's, it's so not over yet. I still got to pack it away. <laughs> awesome. But hey, if everybody's listening, um, thank you so much for joining us, letting us talk at you. Um, MBNnetwork.com. Check. It's never been easier to find your favorite podcast. That's the line <laughs> I'm looking for. Check out all the other podcasts. Um, Patreon.com slash Network. Become a subscriber. Help us out. We'd really appreciate it. So that way we can do more on-site yeah. on-site recordings that's yeah. that's the name of the game but anyway um have a fantastic weekend thank you so much and we'll see you next time go to stolen sun cool <laughs>